Hello, my name is Isaac, and today I will be reading Heroes of Olympus, The Lost Hero by Rick Riordan. And if you are enjoying the series so far, or would like to enjoy it more, then I do recommend you go get the books at your local bookstore or possibly a library. But without further ado, let's get on with the chapter. Still chapter four, Piper. But I still can't believe, I know we had something, and now it's just gone like he doesn't even recognize me. If he really did just show up today, then why? How'd he get here? Why can't he remember anything? Good questions, Annabeth said. Hopefully, Chiron can figure that out. But for now, we need to get you settled. You ready to go back down? Piper gazed at the crazy assortments of cabins in the valley. Her new home. A family who supposedly understood her, but soon they'd just be another bunch of people she disappointed. Just another place she'd been kicked out of. You'll betray them for us, the voice had warned, or you'll lose everything. She didn't have a choice. Yeah, she lied. I'm ready. On the central green, a group of campers was playing basketball. They were incredible shots. Nothing bounced off the rim. Three-pointers went in automatically. Apollo's cabin, Annabeth explained. Bunch of show-offs with missile weapons. Arrows, basketballs. They walked past a central fire pit, where two guys were hacking at each other with swords. Real blades, Piper noted. Isn't that serious? That's sort of the point, Annabeth said. Uh, sorry. Bad pun. That's my cabin over there, number six. She nodded to a gray building with a carved owl over the door. Through the open doorway, Piper could see bookshelves, weapons, weapon displays, and one of those computerized smart boards they have in classrooms. Two girls were drawing a map that looked like a battle diagram. Speaking of blades, Annabeth said, come here. She led Piper around the side of the cabin to a big metal shed that looked like it was meant for gardening tools. Annabeth unlocked it, and inside were not gardening tools. Unless you wanted to make a war on your tomato plants. The shed was lined up with all sorts of weapons, from swords to spears to clubs like coach hedges. Every demigod needs a weapon, Annabeth said. Hephaestus makes the best, but we have a good selection too. And Athena's, Athena's all about strategy, matching the right weapon to the right person. Let's see. Piper didn't feel much like shopping for deadly objects. But she knew Annabeth was trying to do something nice for her. Annabeth handed her a massive sword, which Piper could barely lift. No, they both said it once. Annabeth rummaged a little further in the shed and brought out something else. A shotgun? Piper asked. Mosaberry... 500. Annabeth checked the pump action like it was no big deal. Don't worry, it doesn't work... It doesn't hurt humans. It's modified to shoot celestial bronze, so it only kills monsters. Uh, I don't think that's my style, Piper said. Um, yeah, Annabeth agreed. Too flashy. She put the shotgun back and started poking through a rack of crossbows when something in the corner of the shed caught Piper's eye. What's that? She said. A knife? Annabeth dug it out and blew the dust off the scabbard. It doesn't look like it didn't look like it'd seen the light of day in centuries. I don't know, Piper. Annabeth sounded uneasy. I don't think you want this one. Swords are usually better. You use a knife? Piper pointed to the one strapped to Annabeth's belt. Yeah, but... Annabeth shrugged. 
Well, take a look at it if you want. The sheath was worn black leather, leather, bound in bronze. Nothing fancy, nothing flashy. The polished wooden handle fitted beautifully in Piper's hands. When she unsheathed it, she found a triangular blade, eight inches long. Bronze gleaming like it had been polished yesterday. The edges were deadly sharp. Her reflection in the blade caught her by surprise. She looked older, more serious, not as scared as she felt. It suits you, Annabeth admitted. That kind of blade is called a parazonium. It was mostly ceremonial, carried by high-ranking officials, officers in the Greek army. It showed you were a person of power and wealth, but in a fight, it could protect you just fine. I like it, Piper said. Why don't you think it was right? Annabeth exhaled. That blade has a long story. Most people would be afraid to claim it. Its first owner, well, didn't turn out too well for her. Her name was Helen. Piper let that sank in. You mean the Helen? The Helen of Troy? Annabeth nodded. Suddenly, Piper felt like she should be handling the dagger with surgical gloves. And it's just sitting in your tool shed? We're surrounded by ancient Greek stuff, Annabeth said. This isn't a museum. Weapons like that, they're meant to be used. They're our heritage as demigods. They're meant to be used. That was a wedding present from Menelaus, Helena's first husband. She named the dagger Catropus, meaning mirror, Annabeth said. Looking glass. Probably because that's the only thing Helen used it for. I don't think it's ever seen battle. Piper looked at the blade again. For a moment, her own image <laughs> stared back at her. But then, the reflection changed. She saw flames and a grotesque face like something carved from bedrock. She heard the same laughter as her in her dreams. She saw her dad in chains, tied to a post in front of a roaring bonfire. She dropped the blade. Piper? Annabeth shouted to the Apollo kids on the court. Medic! I need someone over here! No, it's... It's okay, Piper managed. You're sure? She had to control herself. With trembling fingers, she picked up the dagger. I just got overwhelmed. So much happening today, but I want to keep the dagger, if that's okay. Annabeth hesitated. Then she waved off the Apollo kids. Okay, if you're sure. You turned really pale there. I thought you were having a seizure or something. I'm fine, Piper promised, though her heart was still racing. Is there, um, a phone at camp? Can I call my dad? Annabeth's gray eyes were almost as unnerving as the dagger blade. She seemed to be calculating a million possibilities, trying to read Piper's thoughts. We aren't allowed phones, she said. Most demigods, if they use a cell phone, it's like sending up a signal, letting monsters know we're here. But I've got one. She slipped it out of her pocket. Kind of against the rules, but it can be our secret. Piper took it gratefully, trying not to let her hands shake. She stepped away from Annabeth and turned to face the commons area. She called her dad's private line, even though she knew what would happen. Voicemail. She'd been trying for three days, ever since the dream. Wilderness school only allowed phone privileges once a day, but she'd called every evening and got nowhere. Reluctantly, she dialed the other number. Her dad's personal assistant answered immediately. Mr. McLean's office? Jane, Piper said, gritting her teeth. Where's my dad? Jane was silent for a moment, probably wondering if she could get away with hanging up. Piper, I thought you weren't supposed to call from school. 
Maybe I'm not at school, Piper said. Maybe I ran away to live among the woodland creatures. Mm. Jane didn't sound concerned. Well, I'll tell you. I'll tell him you called. Where is he? Out. You don't know, do you? Piper lowered her voice, hoping Annabeth was too nice to eavesdrop. Where are you go? When are you going to call the police, Jane? He could be in trouble. Piper, we're not going to turn this into a media circus. I'm sure he's fine. He does take off occasionally. He's always he always comes back. You don't know that. I have to go, Piper. Jane snapped. Enjoy school. The line went dead. Piper cursed. She walked back to Annabeth and handed her the phone. No luck? Annabeth asked. Piper didn't answer. She didn't trust herself not to start crying again. Annabeth glanced at the phone display and hesitated. Your last name is McLean? Sorry, it's not my business, but that sounds really familiar. Common name. Yeah, I guess. What does your dad do? He's a degree in the arts, Piper said automatically. He's a Cherokee artist. Her, st her standard response. Not a lie, just not the whole truth. Most people, when they heard that, figured her dad sold Indian souvenirs at a roadside stand on a reservation. Sitting bull bobbleheads, wampum necklaces, big chief tablets, that kind of thing. Oh, Annabeth didn't look convinced, but she put the phone away. You feeling okay? Want to go keep going? Piper fastened her new dagger to her belt and promised herself that later, when she was alone, she'd figure out how it worked. Sure, she said. I want to see everything. All the cabins were cool, but none of them stuck out, struck Piper as hers. No burning signs, wombats, or otherwise, appeared over her head. Cabin 8 was entirely silver and glowed like moonlight. Artemis? Piper guessed. You know Greek mythology, Annabeth said. I did some reading when my dad was working on a project last year. I thought he did Cherokee art. Piper bit back a curse. Oh, right, but, you know, he does other stuff, too. Piper thought she'd blown it. McLean? Greek mythology? Thankfully, Annabeth didn't seem to make the connection. Anyway, Annabeth continued, Artemis is goddess of the moon, goddess of hunting. But no campers. Artemis was an eternal maiden, so she doesn't have any kids. Oh, that's kind of bummed Piper out. She always liked the stories of Artemis, and she figured she'd make a cool mom. Well, there are the hunters of Artemis, Annabeth amended. They visit sometimes. They're not the children of Artemis, but they're her handmaidens. This band of immortal teenage girls who adventure together and hunt monsters and stuff. Piper perked up. That sounds cool. They get to be immortal? Unless they die in combat or break their vows. Did I mention they have to swear off boys? No dating? Ever? For eternity? Oh, Piper said. Never mind. Annabeth laughed. For a moment, she looked almost happy, and Piper thought she'd be... A cool friend to hang out with in better times. Forget it, Piper reminded herself. You're going not going to make any friends here. Once, not once they find out. They passed the next cabin, number 10, which was decorated like a Barbie house with lace curtains, a pink door, and potted carnations in the window. They walked by the doorway, and the smell of perfume almost made Piper gag. Gah. Is that where supermodels go to die? Annabeth smirked. Aphrodite's cabin, goddess of love. Drew is the head counselor. Figures, Anna Piper grumbled. They're not all bad, Annabeth said. The last head counselor we had was great. What happened to her? Annabeth's expression darkened. 
We should keep moving. They looked at the other cabins, but Piper just got more depressed. She wondered if she could be the daughter of Demeter, or the farming goddess. Then again, Piper killed every plant she ever touched. Athena was cool, or maybe Hecate, the magic goddess, but it didn't really matter. Even here, where everyone was supposed to find a lot, a lost parent, she knew she would still end up like the unwanted kid. She was not looking forward to the campfire tonight. We started with the twelve Olympian gods, Annabeth explained. Male on the left, female on the right. Then last year, we added a whole bunch of new cabins to the other gods who didn't have thrones on Olympus. Hecate, Hades, Iris. What are the two big ones at the end? Piper asked. Annabeth frowned. Zeus and Hera, king and queen of the gods. Piper headed that way, and Annabeth followed, though she didn't exactly act very excited. The Zeus cabin reminded Piper of a bank. It was white marble with big columns out front and polished bronze doors emblazoned with lightning bolts. Hera's cabin was smaller, but done in the same style, except the floors were carved with peacock feather designs, shimmering in different colors. Unlike the other cabins, which were all noisy and open and full of activity, the Zeus and Hera cabins looked closed and silent. Are they empty? Piper asked. Annabeth nodded. Zeus went a long time without having any children. Well, mostly. Zeus, Poseidon, and Hades, the eldest brothers among the gods, they're called the Big Three. Their kids are really powerful, really dangerous. For the last 70 years or so, they tried to avoid having demigod children. Tried to avoid it? Sometimes they, um, cheated. I've got a friend, Thalia Grace, who's the daughter of Zeus, but she gave up camp life and became a hunter of Artemis. My boyfriend, Percy, he's a son of Poseidon, and there's a kid who shows up sometimes, Nico, son of Hades. Except for them, there's no demigod children of the big three, at least not that we know of. And Hera? Piper looked at the peacock-decorated de- doors. The cabin bothered her, but she wasn't sure why. Goddess of marriage, Piper's tone was carefully controlled. Annabeth's tone, sorry. Like, it bothered her. She doesn't have kids with anyone but Zeus, so yeah. No demigods. The cabin's just honorary. You don't like her, Piper noticed. We have a long history, Annabeth admitted. I thought we'd made peace, but when Percy disappeared, I got that weird dream vision from her. Telling you to come get us, Piper said, but you thought Percy would be there. It's probably better I don't talk about it, Annabeth said. I've got nothing good to say about Hera right now. Piper looked down at the base of the doors. So who goes in there? Nobody. The cabin's just honorary. Like I said, no one goes in. Someone does. And Piper pointed at the footprint on the dusty threshold. On instinct, she pushed the doors and they swung open easily. Annabeth stepped back. Um, Piper, I don't think we should... We're supposed to do dangerous stuff, right? And Piper walked inside. Hera's cabin was not someplace Piper would want to live. It was cold as a freezer, with a circle of white columns around the center statue of the goddess, ten feet tall, seated on a throne of flowing golden robes. Piper had always thought of Greek statues as white with blank eyes, but this one was brightly painted so it looked almost human, except huge. Hera's piercing eyes seemed to follow Piper. At the goddess's feet, a fire burned in a bronze brazier. Piper wondered who tended it if the cabins were always empty. A stone hawk sat on Hera's shoulder, and in her hands was a staff topped with a lotus flower. 
The goddess's hair was done in black plates. Her face smiled, and her but her eyes were cold and calculating, as if she were saying, Mother knows best. Now don't cross me, or I will have to step on you. There was nothing else in the cabin. No beds, no furniture, no bathroom, no windows. Nothing that anybody would actually use to live. For a goddess of home and marriage, Hera's place reminded Piper of a tomb. No, this wasn't her mom. At least Piper was sure of that. She hadn't come in here because she felt a good connection, but because her sense of dread was stronger here. Her dream, that horrible ultimatum she'd been handed, had something to do with this cabin. She froze. They weren't alone. Behind the statue, at the little altar in the back, stood a figure covered in a black shawl. Only her hands were visible, palms up. She seemed to be chanting something like a spell or a prayer. Annabeth gasped. Rachel? The girl turned. She dropped her shawl, revealing a mane of curly red hair and freckled face that didn't go well with the seriousness of the cabin or the black shawl at all. She looked about 17, a totally, totally normal teenage girl in a green blouse and tattered jeans covered with marker doodles. Despite the cold floor, she was barefoot. Hey! She ran Annabeth, ran to Annabeth to give her a hug. I'm so sorry, I came as fast as I could. They talked for a few minutes about Annabeth's boyfriend and how there was no news, etc. Until finally, Annabeth remi- remembered Piper, who was standing there feeling uncomfortable. I'm being rude, Annabeth apologized. Rachel, this is Piper, one of the half-bloods we rescued today. Piper, this is Rachel Elizabeth Dare, our oracle. The friend that lives in the cave, Piper guessed. Rachel grinned. That's me. So you're an oracle, Piper asked. Can you tell the future? More like the future mugs me from time to time, Rachel said. I speak prophecies. The oracle spirit kind of hijacks me once in a while and speaks important stuff that doesn't make sense to anybody. But yeah, the prophecy tells the future. Oh. Piper shifted from foot to foot. That's cool. Rachel laughed. Don't worry. Everybody finds it a little creepy. Even me. But usually I'm harmless. You're a demigod? Nope. Rachel said. Just mortal. Then what do you... Piper waved her hands around the room. Rachel's smile faded. She glanced at Annabeth and back at Piper. Just a hunch. Something about this cabin and Percy's disappearance. They're connected somehow. I've learned to follow my hunches, especially the last months since the gods went silent. Went silent? Piper asked. Rachel frowned at Annabeth. You haven't told her yet? I was getting to that, Piper said. Piper, for the last month, well, it's normal for the gods to not talk to their children very much, but usually we can count on them sometimes for messages now and then. Some of the of us even visit Olympus. I spent practically all semester at the entire um, the Empire State Building. Excuse me? The entrance to Mount Olympus these days. Oh, Piper said. Sure, why not? Annabeth was redesigning Olympus after it was damaged in the Titan War, Rachel explained. She's an amazing architect. You should see the salad bar. Anyway, Annabeth said, starting about a month ago, Olympus fell silent. The entrance closed and no one could get in. Nobody knows why. It's like the gods have sealed themselves off. Even my mom won't answer my prayers, and our camp director, Dionysus, was recalled. Your camp director was the god of wine? Yeah, it's a long story, Piper guessed. Right, go on. That's it, really, Annabeth said. Demigods still get claimed, but nothing else. No messages, no visits, no sign of the gods are even listening. It's like something has happened. Something really bad, then. Then, Percy disappeared. And Jason showed up on our field trip, Piper supplied, with no memory. 
Who's Jason? Rachel asked. My Piper stopped herself before she could say it. Boyfriend. But the effort made her chest hurt. My friend. But, Annabeth, you said Harris and you a vision dream. Right, Annabeth said. The first communication from a god in a month. And it's Hera, the least helpful goddess. And she contacts me, her least favorite demigod. She tells me to... I'll find out what happened to Percy if I go visit the Grand Canyon Skywalk and look for a guy with one shoe. Instead, I find you guys, and the guy with one shoe is Jason. It doesn't make sense. Something bad is happening, Rachel agreed. She looked at Piper, and Piper felt an overwhelming desire to tell them about her dream, confess that she knew what was happening, at least part of the story, and the bad stuff was only beginning. Guys, she said, I, I need to... Before she could continue, Rachel's body stiffened. Her eyes began to glow with a greenish light, and she grabbed Piper by the shoulders. Piper tried to back away, but Rachel's hands were like steel clamps. Free me, she said, but it wasn't Rachel's voice. It sounded like an older woman, speaking from somewhere far away, down a long, echoing pipe. Free me, Piper McLean, or the earth shall swallow us. It must be by the solstice. The room started spinning. Annabeth tried to separate Piper from Rachel, but it was no use. Greek smoke enveloped them, and Piper was no longer sure if she was awake or dreaming. A giant statue of the goddess seemed to rise from its throne. It leaned over Piper, its eyes boring into her. The statue's mouth opened, and its breath, like horribly thick perfume. It spoke in the same echoing voice. Our enemies stir! The fiery one is only the first! Bow to his will, and their king shall rise, dooming us all. Free me! Piper's knees buckled, and everything went black. And that was the end of chapter four. That was a very interesting chapter with a very interesting end. Um, yeah. But like I said in the beginning... Before the chapter, if you do enjoy these books, please do buy them or go to your local bookstore. It's Heroes of Olympus, The Lost Hero by Rick Riordan. Yeah. Thank you guys for listening to me read this chapter. Hope you had a good time. And uh, with that, Isaac, out. I see the goat.